Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. So what happens when your rabbi, your teacher, who you also confess to be your Lord and Savior, is found dead, crucified, buried, but then also found risen again. Or at least that's what the women tell you who come back from the tomb. And it is how it appears when you go and visit the tomb, finding the the claws folded up and lying there in place. What do you do? What now? Three years spent following after Jesus, listening to him, considering all the words that he spoke. And now, he's gone. Hopefully risen, so so is your hope, but what do you do with your life? Well, I guess you go for a fishing trip. Well, that was their old way of life, right? Peter and the sons of Zebedee, they were fishermen. Having nothing better else to do, go back to what you did before. And that's not entirely wrong. It's actually true. To be a Christian does not mean to be disconnected or isolated from the world. It does not mean that the only vocation, the only work that God gives that is truly noble and virtuous is church work, to be a pastor, a teacher. It doesn't mean that your work here as a volunteer or as a layperson as an elder or serving in leadership, is somehow more important than the daily grind, the work that you do day after day, your callings as husband or wife, as father or mother, as child, as student, as citizen, as worker or employer. God does not call us out of those vocations into higher and more noble callings. Rather, in his resurrection, he drives us back to them, as he did with Peter, and the Thomas, and Nathaniel, and the sons of Zebedee, and those two other disciples, one of whom is certainly the one whom he loved, St. John. As they see him on the shore, he calls out to them, Children, did you catch any fish? And they answered him, No. He doesn't say, oh, come here, I'll have fish for you. He says, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. And they cast it and were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. Catch some fish and then come to the shore. And coming to the shore, bring in those fish and some of them will eat. Let's have breakfast. Bread and fish. It seems all so mundane, so boring, so ordinary. And yet it's so blessed and wonderful to be able to engage in the ordinary, the mundane, the boring, and to do it with freedom, knowing that your Lord has risen from the dead, knowing that no matter what work the Lord has given you to do today, by the forgiveness of sins, by the death of Christ, it is now pleasing to God. It is a life of freedom to serve 
your neighbor, to serve your congregation, to serve your community, to serve your country, without fear, without fear of God's wrath, of his judgment, or of needing to somehow earn God's favor through your work. Your work is already pleasing to God in the forgiveness of sins. This is what St. Paul was getting at in his letter to the Colossians when he said, Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, like sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. But set your mind on things that are above, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You have, have already died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. All of that fear of failure, all of that need to somehow earn God's favor, all of the fear of God's wrath or punishment for where you have gone wrong, all of that in Christ's death is also dead for you, buried forever in the grave. And your life is already now in the resurrected Jesus, forgiven. This is a message of freedom. Freedom to serve God without fear, freedom to love your neighbor without fear. For all sin, all judgment, all wrath is already dead with Christ. And now your life is already hidden with Christ in God. It maybe doesn't always look this way. Again, our lives are often marked by what I called routine or mundane, or even boring. But all of this, everything done in faith towards God and for love for neighbor is done and is beautiful. And it is actually Christ's life now hidden, but being exercised within you. Not only that, but when Christ comes again on the last day, it will be revealed that all the life that you've lived has been Christ's life. His life will, be, will appear in you as you appear in his glory on that day, clothed in the white garments of your baptism, washed clean in the forgiveness of sins, made right with God through the death and resurrection of your Savior. Yes, God's wrath is coming, but for you, there is no fear. For you no longer walk in the ways of this world, but you walk with the mind of God, with your mind set upon the things above. How does this play out in your day to day? Again, it's always in the forgiveness of sins. That is the life of Christ given to you. So you see your neighbor in need, you care for them. Where you neglect to care for them, you repent, you confess and you live in forgiveness. Where you fail to love your spouse, you plead for their mercy, for forgiveness. Where you love them, it is Christ who is in you, who is loving them. So that on the last day when Christ brings you before the judgment seat, he will say about you, well done, good and faithful servant, enter with me into paradise. But Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or naked or in prison or in any need. 
When did we care for you? When did we work for you? When you did it to these, the least of my brothers, you did it unto me. You see, the boring, the mundane, the ordinary is precisely how the love of Christ is given to your neighbors. And not only through your actions, through your acts of love, but most importantly, in the proclamation that Christ is risen from the dead. When they ask you, why is it that you forgive me? Why is it that you show such mercy towards me? Why do you love me? You say, because Christ loves you. Because he died for you. Because he rose for you. Because he forgives you your sins. I forgive you your sins. And where sins are forgiven, there is life. And there is eternal salvation. As we enter into the season of Easter, may this life of Christ be our focus. May it be our heart. May it be our love. This day and all days. In the name of Jesus. Amen.